sound of this the water system like did you notice it just makes a whole lot of noise in my uh, shower you see when you close the thing shower automatically it plunges back into <laughs> and sort of it just huh? it's a old very old house I mean you can see that the wood is eaten up you know? <laughs> like look at this one renovated barn it used to be a barn okay 
and we are having a pleasure trip here. <laughs> Is it working? Oh, it's on. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Uh, so, how many of how many are watching? Wow, wonderful. Oh, I didn't realize that you all are watching us. <laughs> we are having some confidential talks among us. <laughs> anyway, I'll give you the background of this discussion that we just had now. Uh, I came to London day before yesterday. And day before yesterday evening, we stayed in London and had a beautiful program with uh, the devoted, uh, senior devotees of the Bhaktivedanta Manor, Soho Street, and also from, they came from... It included the different devotees, senior devotees of the temple, the senior devotees from the congregation who were involved in preaching through the counselor system, and uh, also Pandav Senas. That means, you know, all the important devotees were there. And a few other <coughs> very important people came. One of them was an MP who used to be the chief whip of the British Parliament with a whip in his hand. <laughs> and also there was uh, Ajay Perimal, who is a billionaire from India who runs a very, very uh, successful group of industries. One of them is actually the farms. And they bought, uh, recently they bought a pharmaceutical company, uh, I think in England or something, which costed them a few billion dollars. <laughs> anyway, so, <clears throat> and uh, um, Radhanath Maharaj, Bhakti Rasamrita Maharaj and I, gave uh, discourses on three very important topics. Bhakti Rasamrita Maharaj spoke on, uh, on training. I spoke on cooperation. And Radhanath Maharaj spoke on preaching. So it was a very nice sequence of our very nice series of topics, you can say. And these topics are very expertly selected by the leaders of Bhaktivedanta Manor, headed by Shruti Dharma Prabhu. <coughs> and Shruti Dharma Prabhu wrote to me, I received an email this morning. And he said that this is the best program they ever had in the Bhaktivedanta Manor. Especially the group of people who came and he was saying that three of us the combination of three of us was uh, very... Anyway, he said some very nice words about that. And uh, anyway, so we were there and then we ran away from London. <laughs> Yesterday we came to a place called Ustershire. Ustershire. In England the names are quite... Uh, like, it's spelled as actually Orchestershire and it's pronounced as Worcestershire. It's just like uh, Leicestershire is spelled as Leicestershire. <laughs> it's pronounced as Leicestershire. Anyway, it's beautiful. 
we came here yesterday. It's actually practically in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by all open fields. Uh, maybe Suman can show you with the videos at some point. He can take the camera out and should give you a sight of how it looks out of the window. <laughs> and of course, this is the ground floor. The ground floor, the view is not that open. But from my room, which is upstairs, naturally I'm occupying the best room. <laughs> and <clears throat> it's an old building, very old building. They have a few such cottages. And this one has five rooms. And we are how many of us? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, so I'm occupying one room. So other four rooms are occupied by ten devotees. And devotees are very accommodating. In Bengali, there is a saying that if you're a good person, then on a, on a tamarind leaf, two persons can live. You know, tamarind leaf is very small. <laughs> One leaf has hundreds of uh, leaves. One cluster actually has, which is like one leaf. Uh, anyway, the saying, do you want to know how the saying goes? The saying goes like, Jodi hoy sujan, tetul patay dujan. Sujan, su means good, john means person. If one is a good person, if one is a good man, then tetul patai, in the tetul means tamarind, leaf means pa, pata means leaf, dujan means two persons. Two persons can be one tamarind leaf. Devotees are very accommodating, and of course I am not so, so that shows where I am. <laughs> and I don't mind sharing, but nobody allows me to share anything with them. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so last night I thought that uh, when we were discussing about our program, last night we thought that we'll have a Bhagavatam class. When Suman was asking what would be our program today, I said Bhagavatam class at 8 o'clock. So he immediately ran into the computer to make an announcement that there will be a Bhagavatam class and it will be telecasted from Mayapur TV without considering the condition of our internet here. And he was struggling and that's why I thought that he's, I saw him running up and down, so I thought he was still struggling to get the line together. And anyway, is it all right? The thing is coming out all right? <coughs> and is, is it um, being recorded also? Just in case it is not, then maybe uh, for their satisfaction, you put it back in the, put it on the Ishtagoshti so that everybody can, at least, you know, if they are not satisfied with the presentation through the internet, they can check it in the, video in the Ishtagoshti. So I decided to speak on one topic. It is from the Srimad Bhagavatam 6th Canto. Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam 6th Canto is actually describing 
Ajamil, the be it begins with Ajamil incident and how Jamadutas came to claim Ajamil. Uh, Ajamil. Uh, actually, Ajamil's subtle body. The, at the time of death, the gross body is rejected. One leaves the gross body. One is free from the bondage of the gross body. But the subtle body remains. And it is the subtle body that carries the soul to the next body according to his karma. Because the subtle body remains, the, the karma, all the karmas are imprinted in the subtle body. All the karmic reactions remain in the subtle body. And the subtle body doesn't die. And it is according to the shape of the subtle body that developed according to one's karma as one acted the subtle body takes the shape and accordingly he gets his next body. Therefore we should be very cautious how we act because our, if the actions are wrong then uh, we'll be subjected to the reactions. And, and don't think that no one is watching you every time you are being watched. Krishna's divine arrangement is as such <coughs> that every living entity is being watched constantly. Karmana daiva netrena. Uh, karmana, according to one's karma, or rather one is watching, the demigods are watching, daiva netrena, divine eyes. What are those eyes? The eyes of the demigods. The eyes of the demigods are watching us. And accordingly, we are getting our Jantar Deho Paputtapattai, like a living entity gets his body. This body that we have is a result of our previous karma. And the way we are acting now, that will generate our next body. And <clears throat> now here, uh, this incidence is very important for us, those who have taken shelter of the Holy Name. Because this incident is actually giving us an indication of the potency of the Holy Name. It's practically impossible to get rid of karma. Uh, it's practically impossible to get rid of our subtle body. We can get rid of the bondage of our gross body at the time of death. But there's no way we can get rid of the bondage of subtle body. The subtle body will take us from one body to another. The transmigration of the soul actually takes place through the subtle body. And <clears throat> so, uh, here, this incidence is very important because we are seeing that Ajamil uh, was about to die. Ajamil was a very, very sinful person. He was an extremely sinful person. But he, he had a good past, good upbringing. He was a Brahmana born in a Brahmana family. So he was trained up to be a Brahmana from his childhood. That is the Vedic culture. In whichever uh, Varna or whichever community one is born, he gets the upbringing according to that. It's actually, you can consider, like those days, there was no schools, colleges, universities uh, for vocational. These are actually vocational trainings. Like, they are getting to learn 
different occupations simply to get a job. That's why in modern education is simply only for sudras to get a job mostly. But that was not the Vedic time. That was not the society. That is not how the society used to be during the Vedic time. During the Vedic time, <coughs> there was four varnas. And they would act according to their varna. And the child who is born in a specific varna at certain age, say from six years onwards, he would be with his father. Up to six with his, he is with his mother. But from six onwards, he would be with his father. And <clears throat> the father will have his occupation. Say for example, a brahmana. A brahmana will have the occupation of uh, brahminical activities. Pathan, Pathan, Jajan, Jajan, Dan, Pratikraha. These are the Brahminical activities. Mm. Studying the scriptures. So the father is studying the scripture. What the son is doing? He's listening to the father. Uh. And then his father is teaching. The son is watching. Uh. He is worshipping. Mm. He is performing sacrifices. He is giving in charity and he is accepting charity. Now let us consider a Kshatriya. A Kshatriya boy, he is with his father. What the father is doing? Uh, he is using weapons. Uh, and he is growing up, seeing how the father is using the weapon. And the father will also give. Take the sword. Fight with me, come. Uh, and he is in his own way, he is learning to fight from his father. And Kshatriyas will have also, everybody is surrounded by his associates. So, Kshat so this is how, hmm? now let us consider the Prakshatriya, Vaishya, uh, what he is doing. He is seeing his father is buying and selling. <laughs> and he is learning the art from that from his father, how to run a business. And a, and a sudra, uh, say he is a carpenter. Uh, so he is working in his wood. And the son is, the, at the beginning the fa father is saying, can you bring me that piece of wood? So he carries the wood. And he sits next to his father and he is watching his father. At some point his father says, okay, you also do some carving. And he starts carving. So by the time he is 16, 17 years old, he is an expert. So in this way, uh, Sudras are, become, are acquiring their expertise, Vaishyas are acquiring their expertise, Kshatriyas are expert, acquiring their expertise, and Brahmanas are acquiring their expertise. Anyway, so we can well imagine how Ajamil grew up. He grew up to be a Brahmana. <coughs> but unfortunately, one day when he was in the forest, like probably collecting wood, he saw one man is having an 
intimate, illicit dealings with a prostitute. And just the sight stole his mind. He became attracted to that. And he fell down. Fell down in the sense he not only uh, uh, developed a relationship with that prostitute. And you can see another thing. Like we can see how innocent Ajamil was. And normally a person would use a prostitute and leave her. But Ajamil didn't do that. He married this woman. And then we can see that Ajamil it didn't go into the detailed description, but uh, like what are the consequences? He's a Brahmana. Ajamil is a Brahman. So he didn't know any other occupation. That's the only thing he learned to do. But now, because of this, his uh, sinful act, because of his de degradation, he was not accepted in the Brahminical community. So he didn't know any other occupation. So what could he do? When you don't, when you have the need but don't have the means, what do you do? You steal. So Ajamil started to steal. And in this way he became more and more degraded. First he started to steal maybe some fruits and some things. Then he started to go into the houses and steal from the house. Then he started to rob people, then he started to murder people. And he became extremely fallen. <coughs> And then Ajamil had children and family and the time came for him to die. So when he was about to die, then uh, Jamadutas came to take him. So the sight must have been very frightening to see these terrible creatures with a whip and a noose in, his, in their hands. That's how the Jamadutas deal with people. Like with the noose, subtle noose actually. With the subtle noose they tie up the person on the throat. It's the subtle body, cannot be tied up with a gross, with a gross thing. So it's a subtle noose. They, and then when the person doesn't want to leave the body, they wait to make him move out of the body and then they drag him. So seeing them, Ajamil, out of fear and realizing that now he's going to die. So at the time of death, what one does? He remembers the one who is most dear to him. And his youngest son happened to be the most dear to him. And his name happened to be Narayan. So Ajamil called out the name of Narayan, called out his son by the, by the name Narayan. And as soon as he chanted the name Narayan, immediately the Vishnu Dutas came. So this has been described also. The Vishnu Dutas are patrolling around all the time, like the policeman. And whoever takes shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they come to his rescue. So the Vishnu Dutas immediately appear. 
chastise the Jamadutra. You don't have any right to take him away. So, <clears throat> Jamadutas protested, no, no, he's a very sinful person and it is our duty to take him to Jamarat for judgment. But uh, Vishnudutta said, no, because he chanted the holy name of the Lord, he has been free from all his sinful reactions. And or he, this, now this verse is saying that even though the chanting of the holy name was not pure chanting, he didn't chant the holy name of the Lord remembering Narayan, indicating Narayan. He chanted the name addressing his son, youngest son. But even then, that Nam Abhash, it was not Nam, it was an Abhash. Uh, it was a reflection, a shadow of the name. Mm. But still, it purified him from all his sinful reactions. So he, <coughs> this verse, uh, the 15, 14th verse of the second chapter of the sixth canto, is uh, saying that Shanketang Parihashambhya Stobham Helanam Evava Vaikuntha Namugrahanam Asheshagha Haram Vidu <coughs> Sanketam, the word Sanketam means indicating something else. Sanket means to indicate something. Now, here he used the name not to address Vishnu, but he indicated someone else, his son, Sankirtam, Parihasyam, jokingly, not chanting the holy name as such, but sometimes don't people say, look, this is Hare Krishna, always chanting Krishna, Krishna, these guys are crazy. So that is Parihasyam, jokingly. Uh, helanam neglectfully uh, helanam and stobham stobham means as musical entertainment uh, so sometimes uh, it as a people chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra but without knowing but they, they think oh it's nice music <laughs> Let's <coughs> so Vaikuntha uh, Namagrahane by chanting the name of the whole of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Asheshago Haram Bidu. It purifies one of all endless sinful reactions. So this is the potency of the holy name. Even at a clearing stage, Namabharsh stage, it can purify one from all sinful reactions. And then the other thing also it is pointing out that way, the next verse, Patita skhalito bhagnaha sandashta stapto ahataha harir itta 
अवशेनाह पुमान न पुमान नारहति जातनाह if one chants the holy name of Hari and then dies, uh, potita, potita means falling. So these are the things about accidental death. Generally, it is said that accidental death leads to ghost body. Accidental death is very, very sinful. So, but here it is saying that even if one achieves an accidental death, even if one dies an accidental death. Uh, but if he remembers the holy name of the Lord at that time, he'll become free from all sinful reactions. <coughs> Therefore, uh, we should not consider that accidental death of a devotee is same as um, the accidental death of a karmi, who will get into a ghost body. No, the accidental death of a devotee is also going to give him liberation. So potito means falling, like one all of a sudden falls from a height, dies an accidental death. Now let us see what actually is accidental death. Why it becomes, why one becomes ghost and accidental death. Because you see, one has the body and then all of a sudden he loses the body. And he doesn't actually realize that he lost his body. Or he is due to his two attach due to his great attachment to the body. Due to being too attached to the body, he doesn't want to I mean he remains attached. And because he lost it all of a sudden and he doesn't know how to deal with it. So that's why one becomes a ghost body due to accidental death. Because all of a sudden he lost his body. Now the consideration also is why does one lose his body all of a sudden? That's another consideration. This consideration is something like, you see, the longevity of the body is say hundred years. Human body is meant to live for hundred years human being. But as he commits sinful activities, his lifespan reduces. So his lifespan was 100 years, but some sinful activities brought it down to 90 years, 80 years, 70 years, 60 years, 50 years, 40 years. Because of sinful activities, he lost 60 years of his life. So what happens when he reaches 40? His time is up. At the age of 40, his body is healthy and strong and functioning perfectly. But his lifespan is finished. Therefore, you know, all of a sudden he has to leave. And that is the accidental death. So we can see, like, these accidental deaths are a result of very sinful activities. But here it is said that if one remembers the holy name of the Lord, he'll be free. He won't become affected by the accidental death. 
And what are the types of accidental death? That is being considered here. Patita means falling, <coughs> such as falling from the top of a house. Skolita, sleeping. Suffering from book and suffering from broken bones while traveling on on the road. Being bitten by a serpent, being bitten by a snake. That's also an accidental death. Being afflicted with pain and high fever. Or being injured by a weapon. Or is immediately absolved from having to enter. One is immediately absolved from having to enter hellish life even though he is sinful. But if one chants the holy name of Hari and then dies, becomes free. So that is how powerful the holy name of the Lord is. Now then the point is being made here that how is how does it happen? That is being explained. That this is one thing is the sinful reactions are like fire. If you touch fire knowingly or unknowingly, will it burn? If a child touches the fire, does it say, Oh, it's a child? No. Fire will burn. Similarly, sinful reactions will have its effect. Similarly, the holy name also will have its effect. If you commit sinful activities without knowing, it will have its adverse effect. But if you chant the holy name without knowing, also will have the effect. Another example is given in this respect is like medicine. When you take medicine, knowingly or unknowingly, does it have the effect? So similarly, the holy name of the Lord, when it is chanted, even though one doesn't know the effect of it, he'll derive the benefit. The only thing is that one should avoid offenses. Because that is the thing that makes the uh, chanting of the holy name uh, lose its effective result. Then it's not holy name. When one is committing offense, he is not chanting the holy name, he is chanting offenses. But when the offenses are cleared, there is no offense. But at the same time, the holy name is not indicating the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then it's a clearing stage. Nama Bhash. It's not the name, but close to the name reflection of the name, a shadow of the name. But when the holy name is chanted uh, in order to, I mean, indicating the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that's the pure name. So here we see what to speak of pure name, the clearing stage of the holy name. That is, holy name is chanted without offenses. It will have its effect. And that point has been made by Haridas Thakur uh, that uh, 
The liberation that one cannot attain after millions of lifetimes of Brahman realization, just in the stage of Namabharsh, one achieves that liberation. The liberation that cannot be achieved in millions of lifetimes of Brahman realization, that liberation is achieved just in the stage of chanting the Holy Name in the clearing stage. So that is how powerful the Holy Name is. Therefore, we have received an inconceivable good fortune. Now let's just take advantage of that. By Srila Prabhupada's mercy, we got the Holy Name. And if we just take shelter of the Holy Name, at least liberation is easily achieved. But of course, the goal is not liberation, the goal is Krishna Prem. Because this Krishna Prem will fulfill that all our desires. Krishna Prem will make us immortal, Krishna Prem will make us full of knowledge, Krishna Prem will make us full of joy. Thank you very much. All glory is to Srila Prabhupada. Any question? Yes, Radhika. No, here is talking the whole question whole point is about chanting. Yeah. It will happen only one chance, the Holy Name. And Prabhupada is saying that when one is accustomed to chanting, when he is faced with a difficult situation, what will he do? Won't he naturally take shelter of the Holy Name? Or won't he naturally take shelter of Krishna? Don't you, doesn't it happen when you are in a difficult situation? Oh, Krishna! Ah. Immediately, you know, the Holy Name comes. That's why we need to practice. When we are healthy and strong, we must learn to practice. We must practice to learn to chant the Holy Name at the time of difficulty. All the time we chant. Which means take shelter of the Holy Name. Okay? Yeah. There's a question from uh, Ramananda uh, on Lakadot He's asking, Thank you very much for the ecstatic lecture. Not being affected by accidental death when chanting the Holy Name means that Krishna will take care of the person the way he wants. Not being able to? Not being affected by accidental death when chanting the Holy Name means that Krishna will take care of the person the way he wants. Yeah, so one is actually, when one takes shelter of Krishna, chanting the Holy Name means expressing your surrender to Krishna. So when one is uh, taken, when one has taken shelter of Krishna, then Krishna will take care of him. Mm. That's the only question in the internet. Yes, uh, Narendra Krishna. About, uh, accidental death. Um, if a person is unconscious and he cannot, or he or she cannot chant, and we chanting. 
Yes, yes, very good. Yes, that's why, you know, devotees always go there when one is leaving his body. And, you know, like, so even though unconscious, but at the time of death, although it may seem that he's unconscious, his, but the consciousness is not displayed in the body, but the living entity is conscious. Right. I tell you, when Jamadut has come, I mean, he'll, he won't remain unconscious, he'll wake up. <laughs> Although others won't be able to see it, you know, what you are going through, but you know, you are very much conscious. Right. So at that time, you know, if you are reminded, oh, chant the holy name. If you say others are chanting, then you hear, you realize now. That's what I have to do. Right. So this is how the devotees create a good fortune for a departing soul. Therefore, we are not so interested in attending weddings. We are interested in attending a dying person because that's the time. They'll need us. Mm -hmm. Another question um, from the internet. Um, this is Marion from Leicester. He's asking, uh, my grandfather died in his sleep many years ago. Is there something I can do to help his soul to progress? Um, this was before I was... Uh, yeah, you can pray for him. And if you are, when you become a devotee, then Krishna will listen to your prayer and help him. Yes, Radha Vinod. Guru Maharaj, um, if a person is not Krishna conscious all his life, and somehow or other, other the family member or friend invite devotee and come to the last stage, and they chant, they read Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad um, what sort of benefit do you get? Well, uh, in this respect there is an incident, there is an example in the scripture, Purana. A Muslim man was gored by, attacked by a boar, wild boar. And being attacked by the boar, he is dying. And According to the, their language, haram uh, means a boar, swine. He called out haram and immediately Vishnu Dutas came. <laughs> haram. <laughs> so they, he said haram. <laughs> And they heard Haram. <laughs> and they came, and he became full of free from all sinful reactions. So that is the potency of the holy name. Although he didn't he never heard about Ram. <laughs> never knew about Ram, but just calling Haram, he became delivered. So what to speak of it, uh, if a relative comes and wishing him well, you know, 
chants the holy name, sure. Yes, Narendra Krishna. Well, at the time of death, you mean? No, just generally. Generally. Yeah. So if <coughs> the main thing is, you know, giving the spiritual guidance. That's what spiritual master does. He gives the spiritual guidance. He, you know, helps him in spiritual in his spiritual progress. That's the help, like a teacher. Mm. A teacher teaches, and that is how he actually helps the students. But then it's up to the student to what extent he will accept the teachings of the teacher. So both have to be qualified. Teacher has to be qualified. Student also has to be qualified. Teacher must be qualified to teach and the student must be qualified to learn. Okay. Thank you all very much. All, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gold Premanande. Hari Hari.